In the wake of selling our Birmingham house last week, I've taken time to pause and reflect on regrets that we have and as well as things that we've done right over the past year. Welcome to Longleaf Breeze, beginners learning subsistence farming using three simple principles, approaching but never reaching subsistence. It's got to be fun while we're doing it. And we don't make allness statements. And now, Lee and Amanda Borden. Thanks, Adrian, and welcome to our podcast of April the 6th, 2011. This is an operation that comes very unnaturally to you and me. By nature, both of us are optimistic people. We tend to see the world um, through rose-tinted glasses. Uh, We are not the kind of people who are plagued by regret. And as a result, we kind of have to work at this. But our intention for today, at least, is to concentrate on things we think we did wrong. Um, in the process of migrating our lives from city life, the suburbs, to life as subsistence farmers. Yeah, and, it's kind of, uh, oh, go ahead. I don't No, go ahead. Well, it is kind of unfortunate that we have to have regrets, but I think that just goes with life. We always have regrets and things that we would do differently. So I think it's good to take that opportunity to look back, and maybe that will inform our behavior in the future. So, um I guess my first question for us is about the decision to choose this property. We have 88 acres. It is almost all hilly. And in fact, it has some beautiful views because it is hilly. And it is sandy loam. Yeah. Um, So how do we feel about that? Well, uh the more I spend time with people who try to garden in Montgomery, the more I think Sandy Loam's not that bad. Well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, it could be worse. It could be red clay. But, um, and, you know, unless we wanted to move to some place in the Midwest or, you know, someplace farther away from our home, our home base, I don't know that we would be assured of having great soil. Uh, we might, but we might not. And it, we have learned it's something that can be amended. As far as the terrain, it has its pros and it has its cons. The pros being, yes, we struggle with erosion. Yes, we struggle with uh, expense to try to build something and and level it up so that we can do construction. On the positive side, even though we're supposed to be talking about regrets, I do think our view and the breeze probably that goes with the view um, is is fantastic because of the non-level nature of of the property. So, um, and just yesterday, one of our friends said they, she kind of liked the way it looks and feels. Mallory, remember we were, you know, we were saying it's not level, but she said, it, but it's pretty. So. All right. So uh, our first attempt at a regret is a loser. We it's, can't come up with a regret on that it's one. It's tempered because of the fact that, yeah, you, it's like no pain, no gain. If you really, if you really want a nice view, you got to have some uneven ground. Uh, we learned that from living in Vestavia Hills for <laughs> 20 some odd years. And what that has meant for us is that we don't do anything to disturb any soil without thinking about erosion control. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So it's a, 
it's an issue for us. It slows us down in some ways. But I tend to agree with you. If I had it to do over again, I wouldn't avoid this kind of property. I would perhaps go into it with my eyes wide or open. But uh, Yes, I do think we made some mistakes in the way we cleared it without immediately putting erosion practices into control or uh, yeah. erosion control practices into play. Um, <clears throat> I don't know that we would have chosen a different site, however, for our barn and our house. Um so those things. But, yeah, and, and, of course, the location is definitely not a regret. I can't think of a more ideal location for us in terms of proximity to our Yeah, my and it's almost and, unfair to ask two people who have unabashedly fallen in love with their farm to analyze whether they made a mistake in buying yeah, it. Yeah, it's pretty. Um, you know, it's pretty here. We so, love hey, it here. Yeah. So it's we're just going to. We're going to always see the bright side of having acquired this property. Okay, our first attempt is a loser. Let's go on. <laughs> um, this one, I think, is unabashedly a regret. We should not have gotten a two-wheel drive tractor for, right. for land like this. Mm -hmm. On this kind of hilly property, it uh, would have been smarter for us to buy a smaller four-wheel drive tractor. The big problem with tractor. Um, two-wheel drive, John Deere 5310, 55 horsepower at the PTO. The big problem with, with tractor is I cannot back up under load. If yeah. I get in a position where I'm heading downhill and I need to back up, I'm in trouble mm -hmm. if I've got any kind of load at all. And so what I frequently end up doing is having to dump my load and use the bucket to push myself back up slowly, 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 slowly and get extricated, um, which usually ends up, you know, I'm, I'm, I've only gotten stuck, honest to goodness, once. Um, but that was enough. I don't want to do that again. Yeah. And, and, of course, since then you've bought an additional tractor and it will be, and it is four-wheel drive, so at least you'll have that yes. to supplement. Yes. So that was a re that's a regret. I wish I had bought a four-wheel drive tractor from the beginning, and probably wouldn't. We probably wouldn't need two tractors if we had done that. Yeah, yeah. Another I know of another regret I have is when we did build this uh, facility in which we live, uh, we decided to get I guess a subcontractor's or contractor's price with Home Depot. Yes, we had a sort of a package purchase from Home Depot with many of the components that we're using here in the in the pole barn. And and as a result, we bought pretty much everything from Home Depot. Some a of A lot those, of materials, a yeah. lot of appliances, that sort of thing. And some of those uh, have turned out not to be good decisions. We ended up making two bad. mistakes. We ended up buying some things we really didn't need because Home Depot required that we buy everything in one lump. So yeah. we I remember a couple of those days where we would just walk down the up and down the aisles of Home Depot and say, "Oh, we might need one of those. Let's get it. We might yeah. need one of those. Let's get it." And a lot of those things we ended up not using. Yeah. And of course, we could return them to Home Depot. And we did. But it was a hassle. Yeah, yeah. And specifically, uh, th that's one mistake. And the other was just that they didn't have a great selection of refrigerators and dishwashers. So we ended up with those two appliances not being up to par, I don't Good think. Good point. That was the other big problem with that strategy is that we ended up having to buy whatever Home Depot had to sell 
which in many cases were not what we then thought were the best solution, but we didn't have a choice, so we ended up with theirs. Now we know they really were not the best solution. Yeah. yeah. So we've we've got a refrigerator we don't care much for, and we've got a dishwasher we don't care much for, and we'll and live with it. We got a, some granite countertops that you just hate because no, I love the granite countertops. It's the people who, um, the supplier for of the granite for Home Depot that they contract with, I think told us wrong about the finish, the way to finish it off. Because we have, the, and then they didn't, and then they ended up not doing they what didn't they do it were right. supposed to do. So yeah. uh, we may end up having to redo those countertops at our own expense because they goofed. Um, the shower doesn't work right. We bought one of those prefab showers for them from them at Home Depot. So you know, and I'm not saying every product from Home Depot is lousy, but I'm just saying that that was probably not a good decision in retrospect to exclusively deal with them and a little plug for our local hardware provider with the prices that we are able to get from Tallahassee true value I have yet to find an item that we could not buy more cheaply right here in Tallahassee than we bought at Home Depot yeah so you know we, we know that when we get ready to build the lodge we will make a very different decision exactly and then if, uh, speaking of building the lodge uh, it also We'll use lots of contractors to get that built. And there were a couple of the contractors we used for this, for the pole barn and the apartment that we would not use again, probably. That is true. And I was sharing with you this morning, interestingly, the, the two contractors with whom we have had, for about whom we have the most regret, and we don't need to talk about who they are, but right. they were both contractors that I found on my own. Yeah. The ones that we trusted uh, a person in Tallahassee to help us find have all worked out very well. Yes, and we will plan to use them again. <laughs> yeah. It's it's the ones that I use my own instincts to find that let us down. So, yeah. so you know, we, that's, that's a regret. Yeah. I'm not sure that um, this amounts to a regret because I'm not sure we could have brought it off even if we had set out to do it. But wouldn't it have been nice if we knew at the beginning all of the facilities and orchards and so forth that we were going to install so that we could do it according to a master plan? Yes, that would have been good. That plan has evolved while we have lived here. There are big changes we have made in this core campus area that we didn't have the foggiest idea about when we moved here. I know, I know. <laughs> like the orchard expansion. Yeah, you know, I was going to say, but you know, this is a minor point, I guess, in the great scheme of things, but we planted a number of trees, last fruit trees last year, that we would have planted in a totally different manner had we done it exactly. from scratch, you know, this year. So with, yeah. the, with the big plan in mind. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's a regret, definitely. And the, the problem with that, of course, is that it's perhaps not realistic to say you're going to develop your master plan at the beginning because you don't really know what works, what doesn't work, what, what makes your soul sing. That's if right. you will. Yeah. Um, and you almost have to live here for a while and begin to 
gather the rhythm of the day and the rhythm of the seasons. Yeah, plus we've just learned so much. We've taken the Master Gardener class. We've uh, learned a lot by talking to Dave Gray, visiting his orchard, uh, not to mention Arlie Powell and his tours of the orchards at uh, Petals from the Past, where we've we pretty much modeled our planting scheme on his. Yes, we have. We didn't know that, and, and I didn't have the luxury of knowing that um, when I was still working full time and teaching at Samford, I didn't, I wasn't, my head wasn't here. I didn't know enough to say, well, shouldn't we rethink how we do an orchard? I mean, I didn't know. I just figured you stuck a tree in the ground or something. So, uh, I think it may be, may, it might've been a nice suggestion to have a master plan, but I think given where we came from and where we are now, that wouldn't have happened. Couldn't have happened. Good point. Now, this one I don't think amounts to a regret, but I think it makes sense to explore it. A lot of people ask us, should you have done this sooner? That is, should we have left our city jobs and become farmers sooner? When we were, i.e., when we were younger and stronger. <laughs> when we were younger, when our bodies were better, yeah. when we could learn things faster. When we could have been enjoying this delightful place to right. live all these years. Yeah. Um, I and, think and, our, and let me just interrupt. To go say, ahead. We're not saying that this particular piece of property would have been available True. five or ten years ago. Uh, it would have been a different place, I'm sure. But the point is, should we have converted to this lifestyle center? That's And we've analyzed it, and I think we've come up with a conclusion that no, we did not do it too soon, and we probably didn't do it too late. Right. We did it about the right time for our lives. Yeah. If we had done it earlier, we think that we would have been much, we would not have had the financial base to depend on right. to, to make this transition. And that financial base has been invaluable because it freed us up to focus on subsistence. If we had done it earlier, we probably would have needed to have some kind of income from the farm, some kind of financial yeah. where, uh, payback. Not to mention, five years ago, five years before we made the move, to be exact, which would be more like six years ago or seven, we still had a child in college, and part of her college tuition was being funded by by your job my your my job because of the yeah. connectional the tuition exchange program so again i can't have a regret about that it would have impacted adrian um not well you know she needed to to be able to get her education so um yeah we could have said well as soon as she graduates we're out of here even so it goes back to what you said we still needed some time to make a little bit more money to make this happen and then let's flip it and say, did we do it too soon? Should we have waited longer to do it? And I think our clear answer there is no. Even though my pension would have been worth more every single year that I waited to retire. <clears throat> yes, that's true. I would have been making additional income. Yes, that's true. But I wouldn't have been freed up to learn what we've learned about making this happen um, we would have been that much more frail every year. And, and let's be honest, it is hard work to do yeah. this. We are both working hard physically with our bodies. And if we had waited another five or ten years to do this, our bodies would have been that much more 
uh, infirm, if you will, and um, and we also would be learning more slowly. Yeah. I'm painfully aware that I don't learn today as quickly as I learned 10 years ago. Yeah, same here. Um, now, here's another question before we run out of time. As far as selling our house, as, as we've kept you all uh, abreast on, on this development, we sold our house in Birmingham last week. We actually closed on it since our last podcast on Thursday. So we're down to only owning one house. Yay! Yay! We're so happy about that. But, you know, we look back on the fact that we've gone back and forth between the two places here at the farm and to check on that house. We've uh, just probably paid a lot more money for some of the bills. Should we have sold that house sooner? Well, you could say, or and, and one, I think I started with the question this morning talking to you, should we have done a let's wait till we sell it, then make a clean break, then move down here to the farm? In other words, kind of put closure on our life and house and everything in Birmingham and then move here. Um, but the fact that we've done it, we did it the way we did, we were able to start a life here and make friends and join a church and take Master Gardener and and how classes. well I remember those conversations. We did consider this seriously, and I had forgotten about it till you reminded me that we had fairly lengthy conversation about selling the house, moving to a little apartment in and, Birmingham, and maintaining a sort of a dual residence. Yeah. A little bit at the farm, a little bit in that apartment, and traveling back and forth. Treating that apartment as a pied à terre, where you just stay when you're there in the city working, and you come back down here and you can. I'm so glad we didn't try to do that. Yeah. Just the the need to maintain this second residence in in Birmingham long enough to sell it has required a great deal of travel back and forth. Not nearly as much as it would have required to do that. Because we were talking but, about basically my being, at least, and maybe you being a commuter. But for, for a hundred a hundred mile drive or an hour and forty five minute drive to you know maybe several times a week. So when I think about that, I think that would not have been a good choice. No, that was not a good choice. I'm glad we didn't do it. Uh, that was that. That's an easy one to answer as well. Mm-hmm. Well. Uh, This has been interesting. I'm glad we had this opportunity to engage in this unfettered orgy of regret. Um, By next week, we will be our old optimistic, we did everything's looking good kind of people. (laughs) I hope so. And we will look forward to visiting with you then. Have a good week. You've been listening to Long Leaf Breeze with Lee and Amanda Borden. We'd love to hear from you. You can call the farm at 334-625-8682. Send email to letters at longleafbreeze.com. Our address is P.O. Box 780-446, Tallahassee, Alabama 36078. Visit us at longleafbreeze.com to learn more about the farm, to browse our archive, and to look over our planting database. You can also read the daily farm log, check in with Lee and Amanda, and talk with other listeners. That's longleafbreeze.com. Thanks for listening. See you next week.